Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, this is Howard Jones. You're listening to The Blend with Steve Benz. You're listening to Steve Benz. Steve Benz. On The Blend. On The Blend. On The Blend. Steve Benz. On The Blend. Welcome to the latest edition of The Blend. My name is Steve Benz. I am broadcasting live from downtown Chicago. On today's show, we have Alex Sintek. He is a huge international recording artist. He and I have gone back and forth for several months trying to hook up technically. So we're going to bring him on our Skype lines in just a second or two as we just kind of wait. Here is Alex Sintek. Hello. Alex, how the hell are you, my friend? Good, Steve, finally. Right, it's great to have you here finally on The Blend, buddy. After 30 years of waiting. (laughs) After 30 years, you and I look damn good. We look damn, damn good. Oh, yes, yes, sir. Hey, I'm so glad that you could join The Blend on our Skype line here. So how have you been? I mean, it has been, I think we chatted... uh, God, months and months and months ago, a year ago, so many things have gone on for you the past year. No, not that much, but I'm working all the time. And in these times, uh, I, I discovered that we need to to work five five times more in order to obtain the half of the success. But <laughs> that's the rock and roll these days. My <laughs> it really is. That's how it works. It is nonstop. You're going from place to place. I'm going from place to place. That's really how the music industry has changed over uh, since you started. Uh, it's hard to believe it's been, what is it, 20 years? You've been doing this 20 years in the music industry? Well, I had five years of, of discography with, with a record label. But before that, I have some bands in the underground playing in the 80s when I was a teenager. Right. Did you have the mullet and everything in the 80s? Tell me you did. If I have a what? The picture? No, the mullet. The long hair in the back oh. from the 80s. No, I, on that time, I, I was a kind of, of, of uh, the Q Robert Smith uh, style. <laughs> the, the hair. I, you know, like like um, uh, really crazy hair. But, right. but it was weird because in, in the 80s in, in Mexico, we had a lot of influence from from the... New wave of the of, of the British new wave uh, influence, you know. Right. So, were, were you compared to the American market at that time? Were you guys slightly behind us when we had like the British invasion, the second one in the early '80s? So, is this more of the later '80s, where where Mexico was getting a touch of Duran Duran and everything else that was hitting out then? Yeah, there was a. Uh, in, in fact, the the number one station on that time it, it was a, an Anglo. It was music in English. And, and and then there was uh, some others in with the Spanish ballads or or folk mariachi kind of thing, 
but uh, th there was a few bands that used to be just just like a cult. Mm -hmm. we, we 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 say the I don't know if you say cult bands, but they were so underground, so yeah. weird, like the Petschmo, the Cure, uh, Violent Fames, uh, Cab Cab Cabaret Voltaire. Um, I don't know. There was a, a bunch of them that all my friends used to collect the, the, mm -hmm. the vinyls mm -hmm. from the import record stores, like something unique, so precious. And and for for the massive audience, that was totally uh, on like uncomprehensible. Like like we're very what, what is that? How how do you eat that? You know? <laughs> yeah, that was all the alternative uh, music that was out there. Depeche Mode, all those those were everywhere in pop radio. So, oh, did MTV have a big influence on the on the Mexican? Um, music scene back in the 80s if we go all that far back or well, was MTV not that big yet I think the whole movement MTV the bands the music it was it, it was something for for just the the the, the music lovers you mm -hmm. know like me uh, someone who really or or, or, or musicians who who was uh, uh, avid with with a lot of of, of uh, hungry for for new things, mm. but but there was the massive uh, mainstream that they used to listen to uh, kind of uh, very pop bands who used to be a clone or or a imitation of of of, of the British and American bands, but mm -hmm. the, the the Latino version, you know. <laughs> we, I remember we had remember Bananaramas. Oh yeah. Well, we have yeah. three girls. Very pretty. Who the name was Flans, and and they were like that. And 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 there was a band, a rock band, who 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 looks like like very the Cure, like oh. Robert Smith and all those guys. And they called Caifanes. Mm -hmm. And on time they uh, changed to to Jaguares. And recently they reunited to to do a tour and a new album and everything. But they were huge. They they. I think they they were the the hugest um, like do you say cult band? Uh, we wouldn't call it a cult band, but yes, I I totally understand where you're coming from. A lot of underground bands did grow in the eighties and nineties here, so something that is not that pop, but more 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 for philosoph philosophy kind of. Okay. Okay. You know? We can work with that. And where were you in all this scene? So we're going back. So you're probably coming off your child acting days. Is that about right? Yeah, I was in the, in this TV show. It was similar to to uh, Little Rascals, maybe, <laughs> and and I was like ten years uh, old. And it, no one in my family were in the music business or entertainment business. It was totally spontaneous and and a coincidence and destiny for me. But the music was with me all the time since I was six years old. I discovered that I I, I had a uh, you know the vocation, the, the 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 passion, the love for the music, and after that TV show, I start doing. Uh, well, I was working on a studio, and then uh, I had this band in the underground bars and 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 some places where we used to play, until 1989 that I signed with DMI Music mm -hmm. finally. 
What a life you had even as a kid. We've got Alex Syntax. He is on the blend right now. So let's talk about just your child acting days. Little rascals. I'm sure a lot of the listeners are like looking at, remember them um, with Spanky and what was it, Darla? And uh, I don't remember the other. I'm sure someone will text in all, everyone that was on that. How did you end up being a child actor? You said it just kind of happened spontaneously. Were you just found at a local restaurant of some sort? Well, uh, be- before before that, the, my best friend in the school, he, he, my classmate, uh, he, his uh, mother used to have a, an agency for, oh. for actors, for TV commercials. And suddenly she asked my mother to, to let me work on, on some TV commercials. And I, I, I grabbed a lot of attention. And I remember there was a, a producer who saw me on on one of those commercials and mm-hmm. says, you know, you you must come and, and and do the casting for for a TV show that that a friend will do in Mexico and and the name was Chiquilladas. Chiquilladas w- means like uh, the naughty things that a, the, the 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 children do. That's mm-hmm. Chiquilladas in uh, Spanish. See, I gotta learn. I gotta brush up on all my uh, high school Spanish. I am just so bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> And I lived in Los Angeles for years and years. You'd think I would have picked up some type of Spanish. Uh, well, I can teach you a little bit. Yes. You know what? You and I are going to have to do that. We're going to have to do some Skype lessons of some sort. And then, like every band on the planet, uh, I have to be on one of your, your CDs or your album covers or something. Or even come on your tour just for a few minutes. I just, I'll just show up. I'll just wave. I'll fake play uh, a keyboard of some sort. What do you think? Yes, of course. I, I would love to. <laughs> I'm just a big tall guy in the back. You just like you see that guy back. You just don't don't pay attention to his bad dancing. Please, Steve, take care of these guys. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, <you> know, right. <laughs> right. Get rid of those two guys. You're very scary looking, Steve. You take care of those guys over there. Why we go over here and we go sing some music and all. So, you you're a big fella. So after after the chiquillas thing, uh-huh. I remember that I started doing. My inspiration was Kraftwerk, the German band. Oh, wow. And, and I joined a couple of, of, of friends, and, and we used to play just keyboards with very electronic music, and and, and we used to call Doppler Effect. Mm-hmm. My band was Doppler Effect in 1985. And, but I remember because my look, everybody say, used to say that I was the, the Mexican Howard Jones because I used to have uh, blonde hair with, uh, you know, like Moicano style. And... You have got to send me one of those pictures. You've got to send me the Howard Jones lookalike picture that you have. I, I, I promise I, I will send you. <laughs> and I'll, I'll match up mine because I had the big achy breaky Billy Cyrus hair. So I'll match the two pictures out and we'll send them out. <laughs> That's fun. Sounds very fun, <laughs> dear Steve. So Howard Jones, huge, huge international star. So you guys are playing keyboards. Did you play Howard Jones type music, or was it something different? No, it was because of the look, but the music, it was a, a all around kind of thing because I had in, deep influence from Thomas Dolby too, from the Patch Mode, uh, OMD, mm-hmm. New Order, all, all that kind of stuff. But I used to sing in Spanish. And let me tell you something. It's 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 something that I discovered on on time in, in through the years. I think that it's more easy to write music in English than in Spanish mm-hmm. because we have a lot more words. 
and uh, the words in Spanish are longer, more longer than English. So mm -hmm. to sound cool, to sound really interesting, or to sound uh, tacky or, or, or cheesy, it, it, it's very easy to, to you know, to, to, to write in Spanish and trying to sound like, like all those bands that I told you, and suddenly you are like, like kind of, oh no, that's not good, you know, <laughs> that's not cool. <laughs> Because the words, but 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 definitely definitely there was a lot of bands who used to be more poetic and more uh, you know like I, I don't know but but uh, I I remember I used to read a little bit because I'm a very lazy guy but I used to read mm -hmm. Edgar Allan Poe and and science fiction and everything in order to to get uh, more interesting words for my songs you know. Mm -hmm. So do you still write predominantly in English or do you start uh, with, with your latest single that we're going to talk about? Did you write that in Spanish first and then translate it or would it be the other way around? Oh, no, 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 no. I was totally a Spanish guy and I have a little bit of English, but uh, I started studying really deep English like five years ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's a, recently, a recent thing and... Uh, I start writing in English like uh, just a few years ago, and mm -hmm. I, I'm still needing more uh, vocabulary. But I'm, I'm, I'm your vocabulary there. is better than mine, and I'm fluent Wait. in English. Well, kind of fluent in English. <laughs> <laughs> See now, Americans, Americans are lazy. I'm an American. I can say that I'm lazy. I don't want to learn another language because it's too hard. I don't correlate. It doesn't make sense to me. But then the rest of the world is is learning English, and you're a great example. Here you're only five years in of using English, and you're really fluent. And I've lived in Los Angeles for 10 years, and I couldn't get anything out other than solamente uno. That's all I learned. You're surrounded by a lot of Latin people, so you... Right. I think the guys in California really needs to know a little bit of Spanish because mm -hmm. it's part of uh, everyday life, you know? Yeah, you would think so. And they would speak Spanish to me. And certainly the first line I, I continue to joke about is, you know, I'm fairly tall. So I would say, how many Spaniards do you know that are that tall? What would make you think that I speak Spanish? So, and that was right after uh, what the explosion of Ricky Martin and all this Latino music was just all over the scene. That's probably why they thought I thought I spoke Spanish. And again, I would just nod a lot and say, uh, you know, solamente uno. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you a very interesting story. On on my early days, I used to listen to a lot of bands, very interesting bands, who used to have a very unique and very creative kind of music and words and lyrics. And and I, I I can tell you names, but you won't uh, know mm -hmm. any of those. But it was like like similar that than a lot of, of, of bands from the new wave era, uh, bands who have a an equal kind of creativity, like like I, I told you, the Pesh Mode or mm -hmm. the B52s or Devo or all that bands that I used to listen when I was uh, a teenager, and 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 I thought that those bands supposed to be the one to do the, the ones to do the crossover mm -hmm. to the United States or Europe but it was it wasn't and 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 the really artists who, who make a lot of fame and, and success was more pop kind of for example Ricky Martin uh, he used to be on a boy band mm -hmm. 
you know, like like One Direction, something like that. Yeah, Menudo. And, I don't know why I would know that, but he was in Menudo. <laughs> he was in Menudo, and he used to act in 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 the soap operas in Mexico, and 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 he's a great entertainer, and mm -hmm. and he, I, I I have no doubt that he's a, a hard worker, and he deserves all the success that he had. But 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 uh, you know why the other guys didn't do the crossover because they were lazy too. They they. They didn't want to learn English, and they used to say, "Oh no, I'm proud to be Latin, so mm -hmm. I'm just uh, singing in Spanish. I don't need to sing in English." Now, you are lazy. You don't want to, <laughs> to go to school or take your lessons. So that's what happened to me right now. You know, I'm 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 a guy who who are in the music. No, I mean, I don't care about business. I, that, that's for the record labels and managers. I'm I'm totally the kind of guy who I'm trying to discover new things uh, through the music and mm -hmm. new bands and I'm a music lover. So uh, right now what I'm doing is trying to 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 see if if there's a possibility, like like in the old times, like Carlos Santana, who is very res well respected as a musician, not as an entertainer, uh, is that if could be possible for a musician who compose who writes i don't look too latin i i i don't, I don't have the stereotype i don't bring my mariachi sombrero or maraca <laughs> no <laughs> I, people, my my friends in the united states look at me and says come on we we already have elton john here we don't need you get away <laughs> but 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 i know that my music have uh, both roots and have interesting different things than than uh, a British uh, artist or an American do not have because I have both cultures in my mind and and, and the, the things that I do. So you know a little bit about my my plans, my friend. Oh my God, that was funny. You're not Elton John, although you know those glasses that you have on that you're wearing today, you could be. You could be <laughs> Captain Fantastic from 1974. So. Thank you. Not that I just aged myself or anything, that I would know what year that came out, but uh, that's got to be the way it is. I mean, your your music now is it's universal. Your new single uh, that we'll play a little bit afterward, we'll talk about that. It just it could be. I listened to that song a couple of times, and I thought brand new artist. It's someone that could be on The Voice. It's someone that could be on American Idol. It, since I already knew who you were, I would think with that single being played pop music and the pop stations would play that song and that would be a top 10 song. Yeah, well... So, I, you, so you hit the right mark. You hit the right American mark with the right sound. Well, to be honest, uh, in order to be known in, in America, I need to, to sing in English. Mm -hmm. That's what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it's just the 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 way that the, the song is constructed. We're talking about So Close, the song So Close. Ah, the, okay. the, the lyrics, the melody is I, a very, uh, for lack of a term, very Americanized. It's something that would be played on pop station, top 40 stations here. I hope so. To be honest, that album, that song, it 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 wasn't the 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 more successful album that I had. In in fact. It was the less success hmm. album that I have in Mexico because it was, I think it was too uh, avant-garde for hmm. what is going on right now in the radio stations in Mexico. But uh, the, the, the good news was that I have this uh, no, 
Grammy nomination mm -hmm. for the American Grammy for the black one, not their Latin Grammy, but then the the black one right. who is the international one. And I think that that's I'm very proud of that because I know that the that album was very risky. Uh, I, I I go very further in, in something that the people are not interested in these days. That is a very new wave sound. Hmm. I like it. Are you going to tour the states at all? Do you think, or is it just yeah. uh, you know you're in the Southwest? I mean, would you go coast to coast here in the states with a tour? I, I'm 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 about to 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 uh, uh, I, I'm gonna do a, a tour in the United States next year mm -hmm. with Ian Castro, who is. Uh, amazing, um, very famous crooner from Mexico. He's not a composer, but he's a guy with an amazing voice. He's the only one who really was a, a, a threat to, to Luis Miguel. You know Luis Miguel, who is uh, the, the most famous voice. He, he's, he sang with Fran Sinatra and all that, you know, in, in, uh, in the duets album. Mm -hmm. So, so Christian Castro is is uh, that kind of, of super huge uh, singer star, and we're gonna do a, a, a tour together in 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 all uh, United States for the in, in California, Chicago. Mm -hmm. I hope we're gonna go to Chicago. No, even if if it's Chicago or Los Angeles, I'm showing up. I'm telling you, you have to put me on stage. You know, when I show up. You're just like, oh my God, he's scary. Like, no, I'm just kidding. Not scary. Like, you'd be like, nah, here, let's give him a microphone and don't turn it on. So, I could <laughs> be in your, I could be in the backup of your boy band, your new boy band. How about that? <laughs> okay, that sounds great, Steve. <laughs> Let me go for the gossip thing. Next week, this next Wednesday, I have this guest in my studio. I'm right now here in my studio in Mexi Mexico City in mm -hmm. the south section of Mexico, San Angel, where Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo used to have the studio uh, for painting. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, well, uh, two blocks from my home, there, 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 there is uh, a museum who used to be the, the Frida Kahlo and, and Diego Rivera's studio. And, and, and I'm going to, to have in my home uh, Mr. Joe Jackson that is coming from New York. We are working a song together. He it, is one of my all-time favorite artists. Absolutely, he's a genius. He's 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 amazing, and it, it's incredible because times change, and and now he he says himself uh, that he's the Invisible Man. <laughs> I'm Invisible Man, yep. and that's so funny because that's part of his personality. He's all the time making jokes from of himself and 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 everything's around him, you know. He was, I, I saw him live several times, one of the great piano players I had ever seen. One of the best live sets I had ever seen was Joe Jackson. So I would encourage anyone to go see him. Maybe you won't know the CDs now. You'll know the songs that he had in the 80s and 90s, but what a class act. So, you know, we, we should have you both on again, you and we Joe. stepping out. Was that not a great, great album or what? <laughs> Laughter and Lust was a masterpiece. So you could tell him I said that. That was something that I was playing on alternative radio stations back in the 90s where they would argue with me and I would play I would play album sides of that CD. I thought that was his masterpiece at the time. It's so beautiful. I love all, all the discography from Joe Jackson and... For, for the people who is listening to this interview, 
and they don't know Jackson released like uh, one month ago a new album mm -hmm. called Fast Forward mm -hmm. and he still having the freshness all the creativity all, all uh, he still pop because it's not a jazzy or too uh, complicated kind of album it's, it's so simple but beautiful but good taste and great lyrics and great voice and great performance with Graham maybe maybe or maybe the, the, the bass player mm -hmm. who, who who used to play with him since long time ago Suha Jopoulos in the percussion that she used to be the percussionist uh, since uh, night and day yep. and all those night albums. and day another great I mean that's where uh you know that's where he blast on the scene was uh night and day that CD back then Practically, yeah, and 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 people in Mexico all the time says, uh, "Alex, you are our Mexican Elton John," because Elton, he's absolutely, uh, is so famous. He's, he's mm -hmm. so in the in the conscience, you know, of of the culture, social culture. Joe, Joe Jackson is not, but Joe was more, much more my influence in in the music mm -hmm. in. in in all all ways, you know, he's. I I used to be a nerd in the school like him, yeah. <laughs> because I I read his book uh, A Cure for Gravity and and he tells all the stories about the bullying that he yeah. used to have in school and I feel all the empathy with he with him because I I was not that nerd but almost right. <laughs> Well, the, the the key point in all of that, uh, depending on how society has changed now, they're all trying to, or at least here, with the iTunes, you could download one single. Um, YouTube, people are just trying to get their 15 minutes of fame. With Elton being as huge as he is, and Joe Jackson being as talented as he is, Joe's um, breath of music just shows what you could do with lyrics and sounds, where you don't have to be world famous to be... Um, to have an influence on people like you. You'll find them. If you have talent, people like you and that are all out there, youngsters, if you grab and you listen to a CD from Joe Jackson or Alex CD, or there's, there's a variety of CDs and music that you should listen to. You know, Listening to the pop stars is not how you're going to get good and understand what music is all about. It's going to be classics like uh, a Joe Jackson, like uh, Alex Syntex. The early uh, Captain Fantastic that I threw at for Elton John, it's those it's that music that is great and will, and all the early Beatles that, let's face it, those will be around forever. We're some of the pop stars. They'll be gone in minutes. Wouldn't you agree? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the See, show. See, there you go. You got an Elton John CD right there. My God. Uh, and it's signed to, um, with love to Alex Elton. I, I, I was the opening act for Elton like uh, four years ago in a couple of concerts, uh, Benefit. Mm-hmm concerts uh in guadalajara and and i had the chance to approach him and he was so cool mm -hmm. so down to earth very lovely very uh you know with with a lot of energy mm -hmm. it's it's incredible after all those years but uh going back to what we we were talking about steven uh i i'm i have good great news because you know a, a project that i'm doing since a few time ago, and right now I'm almost about to to re start releasing the trailer and everything about that project. Uh, um, not not the album, but in January or February, I will open a Facebook page about this project. 
But I think the project will be finished uh, uh, the last half of uh, 2016 because I'm doing a documentary film also for that project and, and I'm talking with Netflix uh, mm -hmm. or, or, or another network who, who will be interested to, 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 to have uh, the, the content mm -hmm. uh, exclusively for them. Uh, but I, 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 I'm not sure right now if we, if will be a movie or a TV show. Huh. But it's about the legends who influenced me, influenced my music in in these 25 years of career. Mm. That I've heard little snippets over the years for that. That is an unbelievable project. What you're about to uh, inbound into into next year. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope it it is become uh, a TV show. That would be that would be a great uh, great. Watch. It'd be a great show to kind of go through each week and see where you're going uh, with the project. So kudos on that one. Thank you, Steven. Yesterday I have this this lunch with my manager and he told me, Alex, forget about your albums. You need to give me songs. These days are <laughs> days like in the 60s. We need singles. Yep. Uh, don't worry about the you know the the the, the release of the single because I I will. Uh, find uh, a reason to release that, but forget about the albums because uh, the the people the the life these days are too too fast and every uh, all the audience wants the things very quick and and I say hold your horse, horses manager I will give you great songs but I do albums I I I, I grew up listening to to uh, a whole complete. Uh, works of art that the artists like Alan Parsons or you know Thomas Dolby or, or where the songs used to be a, a whole story part yep. part of a whole story you right. know right they were theme driven where now the singles are not they're detached where you're just trying to write one successful single and it doesn't matter if you have another successful single where you come from a time where you did theme CDs and theme albums. There was, there was just something, there was a thread that went from song to song to song. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about, Stephen. And, and for me, it's a tragedy. Uh, and I, I'm doing my best to, I don't know, to, to show the new generations how, that they are losing a lot if, if, they are, uh, uh, if they don't give a chance to themselves to slow down, to have slow food, slow living, and a slow way to listen to the music, mm -hmm. and 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 I, because we with the rec vinyls and, and 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 all that stuff, we need a, we need to do a, a, the effort to settle down, you know, to relax and really enjoy that full album. And uh, I know that these times are different, but the, the life we we still breathing, mm -hmm. you know. It's in the end we are the same. And uh, I won't make the the technology or the system will change me. I will enjoy my way of living uh, as as I, I I used to uh, do it in my teenage times or mm -hmm. you know in the eighties or I don't care. That's why I have <laughs> my vinyls collection and I'm still yep. listening to the music uh, uh, kind of of uh, ritual because for me it's a ritual to open a vinyl and. Uh, set the turntable right and, and that's something that just technology has taken over so the younger group um the buying public now that are 17 to 34 using their phones and they don't have the attention span and that's just how the generation works i do think it's circular then in time 
As they get older, they'll have more time to listen to more music and more singles at a time and start. They'll just grow into the music that you're producing. I think that will happen. Instead of society saying, oh, these teenagers can't do this and this or the Bieber fans or what have you, like Justin Bieber. If you, if you listen, if you see his show, he is really quite good. And his CD is really quite good if you just listen from it from front to back. Well, I totally agree. And, and, and the perception of just one single, that's, that's not the whole thing about an artist. And I, for, for example, in, in, in my albums, I'm very chameleonic. So from, from the uh, track number one to the number two, there's a, a new, completely a new, a new uh, environment and, 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 and a planet to visit. Uh, in in each song, so so I I don't know I I I think that um, uh, the other the other trouble is that uh, there's so many choices these days. I remember that we used to have just a few few bands to 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 choose, and right now there's like 30, 50 times more, <laughs> uh, and that's complex, you know. Right. Uh, but, right, and there's and it's very easy to listen, not listen to radio stations. It's very listen. It's very easy to listen to just YouTube and listen to Spotify or, or whatever, whatever the music systems that are out there that they listen to one single at a time. So there's good and bad, no matter what we do in society, whatever year it is. Yeah, and and in fact, all my all my heroes, music heroes from the '80s that I used to listen, they some of them they still doing music like Joe Jackson or Elvis yeah. Costello. Or, or or Todd Rundgren and but 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 people thinks that they stop because they don't have all yep. the uh, you know the machinery or <laughs> that the industry used to give them in in, in the early days so it, it's it's uh, incredible because when I talk with some of my friends about them uh, why did they stop no they didn't stop <laughs> they have a lot of albums Right, and, and let's face it, the radio industry, which I am part of, we are guilty of not playing their new music. We have them caught the way that we are structured. 80s and 90s stations are, they will only play um, a track from 1989 because it's 80. We will not play an artist track from 2015 because we want to keep them in 1989. It's just how the radio industry is, and that's too bad. I'm sure that's how the record industry is because, let's face it, the record industry is the machine that allows the radio industry to exist and for shows like mine to exist. Well, uh, well I think there's a little a little bit of blame in, 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 in uh it's not just the radio stations. For example, iTunes. I always ask why iTunes do not have an adult contemporary uh, genre. Uh, I mean, they have pop, they have alternative, they have jazz, they but they don't have adult contemporary where you can find Alan Parsons or you can find Joe Jackson. Or, mm. we, we don't have that. I don't know if Spotify have it. I don't know if, if uh, the streaming, uh, you know, famous streaming companies have it but but and and also i remember when i was young i i love to uh, I, I used to love to read the credits who is the producer who plays the bass who was a percussionist what wh- wh- was the studio and these days they don't even care for not even the lyrics you don't know who is the composer of the song sometimes <laughs> i'm looking through for a lyric in the internet and i i sometimes i i don't find 
who is the composer you know that that's that's kind of um, a, a, a quite challenge to you know to confront is that a, a one of the main reasons with, with what's happening with the record industries? Is that one of the reasons, or maybe it's not, why you change record companies after twenty some odd years? I think the reason, the most dramatic reason, is when when the record companies stop, uh, you know, like walking uh, for uh, first of all for the art cultural thing about music and they start uh, putting the focus more to to the business when the business is over the art and the passion the things start going wrong in the wrong direction absolutely in any art it doesn't matter if it's music or literature or paint in any art and i I remember in the 80s the the artistic um, a and R departments they used to really uh, uh, involve deeply in the career of, of an artist. Like, okay, you're gonna be you're gonna be a, a, a Joe Jackson or Alan Parsons or some, someone like 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 them uh, through the years with a lot of albums. Right now they just like looking for the uh, rap of the moment or reggaeton of the moment right, or right. in the case of the Latin music. I, I saw so many artists because I had 25 years of career and I saw artists that come and go and come and go and come and go and people uh, forget about them like really, really fast, you know? <clears throat> and you're still here. Let's face it. You're still here. And just society right now or just the industry right now just wants it. You know, they want Pop-Tarts. What I call them Pop-Tarts. So up they come. They're around for their three minutes. Up it comes from the toaster. They're done. They move on. So they just... Who's the next artist? So, yeah. Well, I'm 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 a very lucky guy, and I'm a hard worker, and I know yeah, that. Yeah. Not a and you have talent. You have a lot of talent, and I would like to see but, more musicians and artists get you. more exposure, and eventually we'll get it. the The media outlets, the radio stations, the record companies will get it that some of these people actually have talent. Where you could gloss over someone that doesn't have talent but can dance or, or what that could look good in a video and that's a shame for the 80s and 90s where artists without talent were getting very popular because they had to look the right look they had the right dance steps they had the right producer you've got it all my friend oh thank you very much but but what concerns me a lot is what happened with an alex Sintek like me who who born in these days and they are trying to to have the same kind of contact with the audience and they just can't because I had, I had, uh, you know the the uh, how how do you say this word? Uh, I had the chance because in my times I had a little more chance to be a, 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 a an artist who 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 could stay more. But the artists these days is, is so difficult. It's more it's much more difficult for them, you know. So that's why in my in my social networks I am always uh, like trying to recommend uh, new artists that I listen and I love it uh, to the to my fans. For example, uh, one of my favorite bands these days it's Echo Smith from California mm-hmm. because I think that kid reminds me of Prefab Sprout that used to be one of my favorite bands from England and they have this kind of you know, like style, very stylish, very 
fantasy creative uh, kind of stuff. I, I don't know if you agree with me. Mm -hmm. I do. I do. I absolutely do. I know who, exactly who you're talking about. So, so when I listen to something that really moves me inside, I don't care about if, if it's in my record level or not, if they are my friends or not. I don't care about that. I just say to my fans, you should listen to that music. This new artist is amazing, yep. blah, 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 you know, because we need a little bit of guide. Yep. There's too many noise out there. Yeah, that's a great point. Too much noise. And you talking about your your social media out there. Why don't you tell us, um, I'm sure that you have a Twitter and a Facebook page. Can you tell me what those are? Yes. I'm Syntec Oficial in all my, in, in, in Facebook and Twitter. You, I will spell it S-Y-N-T-E-K-O-F-I-A-L. Because official in Spanish is like official, right. but without, without the F. Right. So we'll make sure that uh, we spell that out correctly. Plus, I know you're going to tell all your three or eight million followers to follow me, right? <laughs> of I, I was... I don't know if this is a, a this is a, a, a live um, interview or or you are no recording. we're uh, we're being recorded right now so oh, okay. then it's going to be all syndicated out for you so you can guarantee it's going to get played many many times because I, I when you when you broadcast this I, I I make sure that all my fans will be aware yeah. in my social network <laughs> right and then they're going to talk about you looking like Elton John and everything else so that'll be a lot of fun I can't wait. I cannot wait for the Legends Project uh, next next year. I cannot wait. So make sure that we have you back on to talk about that project. And Absolutely. even, I would like to invite you, and as you move and as you work on the uh, Legends Project, that we reconnect via Skype again with uh, the artists as they come in and as you work on the songs, even if it's just for a couple of minutes. What do you think? I would like to. I want, I, there's so many things to to, to to say and tell you about this project is 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 an adventure like when Indiana Jones were in the middle of the jungle and everything it was so so educational for me and and you know it's it's my my the project of my life mm -hmm. my 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 totally passion because if if you see it practically is is a story about this underdog Mexican very pretty far away from the mm -hmm. uh, English British Empire, <laughs> and and suddenly I'm I'm working with so many uh, stars that inspire me a lot when I was a kid, and I used to show them so far away, like from another planet, and suddenly they are in my home having a Mexican soup with me mm -hmm. and and chatting and playing music for this project, and the best of all. Uh, this project will be to help children through UNICEF. Oh. Uh, so uh, that's that's great because I, I, I meet you was like uh, a few days ago and, and we had this dinner and we talk about Band-Aid and uh, all the super cool things that, that he did with Bob Geldorf. And I was telling um, Mitch that my hugest dream is at the end, the Legends Project, more than an album, could be a new Live Aid here in Mexico, in 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 in, in a place for one hundred thousand people, <laughs> right? I think that is. I have been waiting for something like that. You go back to Live Aid and they they redo their song, 
Um, the Americans, we try to do our feed the world or, or what have you. But the Live Aid event is something worth doing again and again and again. The world needs um, needs help. And what binds us all together is music and people like you and artists like you. I think Geldorf had it right and has always had it right. So I would say do it. Absolutely do your version of Live Aid. I would show up, my friend. I will do my best. I will try. And that could be the grand finale for, for yeah. my documentary film that I'm doing about the Legends Project. That would be, and you know, for since you're doing a film, I'd be happy to carry your coffee. You know, be one of the gaffs, you know, walk around with some tape and coffee. I'd be that guy for you. And, and also the tacos, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like tacos, so you may not get any tacos. I might eat them on my way. You, you'll say, go get me four or five, and they'll be gone before I get there, so. That's perfect. I'd be like, no, I'd be licking my fingers going, oh, they were really good, Alex. Too bad. You should get yourself a taco, Alex, because that was really, really good. So you go eat, and I'll go direct a few scenes for you. Great. All right, so 2016, you have so much going on. You've got the Legends Project. You've got a tour going on. Have we missed anything else that's coming up in 2016 for you? Well, just a a, a, a movie. It's my first... uh, Mexican-American movie called El Americano that Edward Edward James Olmos is the producer and it's a animated movie about the birds from Mexico who uh, they they uh, try to to get in contact with uh, his uh, their hero that lives in California so it's a uh, like a road movie mm-hmm. of these bir- Mexican birds um, you know uh, flying through to to do the the to cross the border mm-hmm. and 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 get in contact with this guy, El Americano, who is the hero. And it's a beautiful metaphor about the Mexican immigrants. And it's a a movie for the whole family, for kids. And I I do the voice in Spanish of of the main character. Rico Rodriguez is the one who did the the voice in in English. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of cool actors in the movie. And I did the music. I did um, a couple of, of, of bilingual songs for the music, that's very interesting because there's there's no too many bilingual songs in the movies these days. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> I mean, there is with raps and things like that, but not in the pop music. And this is a, a, a very pop kind of song with with a bilingual thing. Spanish so when it, when is the expected release for, of your film? It's supposed to be out in January. January. Okay. So is that January? Is that is that an international release? Like, can we expect that released here in the States in January, or does the States, is it released a little bit later? No, it, it will be at the same time, okay. United States, Mexico, and uh, Central and South America, I hope so. All right, fantastic. We'll have to have you back for that, too. Sure. Alex, it has been an absolute pleasure. There are so many things that we're going to be talking about in the next year. It is an absolute pleasure to have a superstar, Alex Syntex, on the, on the blend <laughs> with us. Thank you, Steve. You're very kind, my friend. Hope you come to Mexico soon. Oh no, I'm planning on it. So we're gonna keep in. Um, we're gonna give you some details. So this time, uh, this time you and I will have to talk a little more often versus the uh, the months and months where we got separated. Okay, Alex. So much. Thank you so much for being on the blend. Love you, Steve. Have fun and and hope to have a a, a chat like this very often with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Boy, oh boy, that was a lot of fun. But I want to make sure that you follow Alex's Twitter page. It is Syntec Official, S-Y-N-T-E-K 
O-F-I-C-I-A-L. So go up on Twitter, follow him, tweet out to him. He will tweet right back to you. You could also follow his webpage at SyntechOfficial.com. We've got two tracks, his new one, So Close, plus his duet with Kylie Minogue. You can't go wrong when you listen to The Blend. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.